0: Hello and welcome to episode number 62 of the Random Thoughts podcast. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill. On today's show, we're going to be talking about holiday gift giving. We all just got through Thanksgiving, and I hope you had a great time with your family or friends, because Thanksgiving is one of the lower stress holidays, especially if you're not the one doing the cooking. And we know we live in a time now where most grocery stores offer you catering packages. Restaurants offer catering packages. You don't even have to make the turkey or the ham or whatever you have for your big feast on Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving is a very low key holiday because there are no gifts involved. I mean, sure, maybe you bring some wine along to add to the joyousness of the occasion, but there's very little stress when it comes to. Up to Thanksgiving. I mean, there may be a little stress after Thanksgiving on your belt and your clothing as you maybe have eaten just a little bit too much pecan pie. But overall, Thanksgiving is one of those holidays that is pretty low stress. You get to watch football if you're into that, or just sit around, have a good meal, and conversation with whoever you're having Thanksgiving with. And hopefully, you don't have too much of the insanity that's been going on in the world. I'm lucky. Everybody in my family from the millennials on up are all pretty much on the same page. And if they're not, nobody dared bring anything up. So I mean it was a very low key event in that particular way as all the political talk was all on one side of the aisle. So there were no arguments and there weren't there was nobody getting their feelings hurt. There were no punches thrown. And that may have happened at some of you Thanksgiving get togethers. And I hope if it did, that everybody walked away still speaking to each other, or maybe I don't. Maybe sometimes there are family members that you just shouldn't deal with anymore, as hard as that is to come to grips with. But there's an insanity going on in the world, and you got to do what you got to do in order to keep your mental health in a good place. And coming up to Christmas, that is not. An easy thing to do because all of us, I believe, have the tendency to get a little too crazy and focus a little too much on the aspect that is gift giving, which is not what Christmas was originally about, believe it or not. I mean, I know they're teaching different things in schools these days. And a lot of people may not even know that, you know, the birth of this guy named Jesus Christ and Bethlehem and the whole story behind that. And that's kind of sad in its own way because I think that the world could use a little bit more religion and people believing in things that are good. The Christmas that we know has always been a commercialized and homogenized version of what it once was. Santa Claus is now the key figure instead of that JC guy. And everybody's worried about what presents they're going to give and what presents they're going to get. And that can lead to a whole lot of stress. I remember growing up, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I'll admit that when the Toys R Us catalog would come in, or maybe the Sears catalog, I think even Penny's had one back then, Kmart, all those before the age of the internet had the catalogs that would come out where they had just the toy specials that would come out and mom and dad would put that in front of you like, Hey, circle what you might want for Christmas. And you'd go through and just dream of having all those wonderful toys. Cause they always looked so awesome in those catalog pages that you dreamed of yourself playing with all those toys where the reality was most of those, even if you procured them, weren't as fun as they looked like they would be in those catalogs and the ones that were were the ones that you ended up beating to hell and a lot of those were the star wars toys i had I mean, star wars came out in 1977 i was seven years old right in the prime toy buying years there for me and i wish if i would have only known that every star wars toy that i got when i was seven eight nine years old If I would have just kept them pristine in their packaging rather than playing with them, I probably have a million bucks today for all those things new in a package unopened. But I had fun with them. There's no doubt about that. And after we moved through the toy ages, there were still catalogs out there. There were still things like the Radio Shack catalog when I started picking out things like scanners and computer parts and all these fun things that you could play with from audio gear computer gear all that kind of stuff but these are all just things and thinking back about this as i'm doing this episode and thinking okay how many gifts can you really place that were christmas gifts and from what year and from who they were from and the list is very very small because we are talking about things and things have a limited shelf life and most of them don't follow you through your life for years and years and years and something you hold on to. I mean, I remember my wife, then just girlfriend of not even, oh, about a year, got me a Fender guitar. And that lasted me years until I, well, beat the hell out of that and kind of had to eventually uh, trade that baby in for a couple other guitars. But I mean, I remember that. And that was a really cool thing. I mean, there are things I remember that my parents had got me that were really cool toys, but. Again, most of those not around anymore. The gifts that you give on holidays, you get to the point that it becomes harder and harder and harder to make a list. When people ask you, "Hey, what do you want for Christmas?" it becomes a much harder thing to just start rattling off items and get a list out there that will make people happy of things they can buy you, things that they can afford. You know, once you get to be bigger boys and bigger girls, the toys get bigger. They get more expensive. And when you grow up and you're no longer a kid and you have a job and you're making money and you have your own cash, well, most of the time you're not waiting around for Christmas to buy those things, which is another reason why it becomes so hard to make that list. And it becomes so hard to find something for somebody else. Because what is the perfect gift? I mean, we're living in the age now of the snowflake. And not the kind that it's going to start falling when you're having a white Christmas. The kind of snowflake is that person that is just so easily offended that if you buy them something, you know, say you buy them a piece of clothing and it's one size too big or one size too small, well, then they're pissed. You think I'm fat or you don't even know my size. This leads to way too much stress and worry. And then there's a lot of sports teams kind of stuff that you'd have to avoid, like the Chicago Blackhawks, the greatest looking sweater, as they call it. A lot of you may just refer to them as jerseys, but the greatest looking uniform, I think, in all of sports belongs to the Chicago Blackhawks. But a lot of people now would find that Indian head to be offensive. So you have to really go through a minefield when you're picking out gifts for people of things you just don't want to offend and you know what you come down to if you start going through the whole list of everything in the world that maybe you could get somebody and you start taking things off like well i don't want to get the wrong size or i wouldn't possibly want to offend them then you're down to a very few items and those items probably aren't all that personal and those items probably aren't all that interesting And those items will most likely either be re-gifted, which is one of the scourges of the holidays, or it will just be returned or forgotten or tossed out. And who wins in that case? Well, just the person that sold you the item or made the item. That's about it. And you and the person that you thought this would be the perfect gift for, you just had to get them something. You're not coming out of this feeling like you had a great experience. With that said, there is one gift that draws my ire on either side of the aisle, and that is gift cards. When people ask for a gift card, they put that on their list, like, hey, what do you want? I want a gift card. I'm like, no. You know what a gift card is? A gift card is nothing but limited cash. It's something that spends like cash, but you could only spend it at one particular vendor, except for those rare gift cards that are made by credit card companies. But overall, when somebody asks for a gift card, they want something like, get me a Best Buy gift card. Get me an Amazon gift card. Well, that is just cash that can only be spent with one merchant, which makes it very limited. It makes it a hassle for the person buying it. And in the end, it's going to make it a hassle for the person getting it because the person buying a gift card, I mean, either you have to go online and click a few buttons and that's less of a hassle than having to go out to a store. And it seems like every grocery store, every store you go into, especially around this time, they have the whole big shelf of gift cards out there, but you have to go through the hassle of going out and actually giving somebody your 50 bucks cash, say, and they give you a card that's worth $50. You know what? I'm going to just give the person $50 cash. It's as good as a gift card and you can spend it anywhere. You don't just have to spend it on the name of the business that's on it. Let's just gloss over the fact that the business maybe goes under before you get a chance to spend the gift card less likely with Amazon and companies like that. But that's happened to me, you know, restaurant gift cards, stuff like that for little local establishments that people like. Well, yeah, I'll go. I mean, well, I'm not going to go over the holiday, so I'll go and have dinner in a couple of months. By the time you do, the restaurant's gone and those gift cards are worthless. You know what wouldn't have been worthless at that point? Cash. And when people put those on their list, I just have to say, you're not even trying. You have no creativity whatsoever. You're asking for somebody. Basically, you don't want to ask for cash because you probably think that makes you look like an ass. But instead of asking for cash, you ask for limited cash because that sounds better because it's a gift card. (laughs) No, it's no different than cash. And the people that give gift cards, those are even worse because that says, I know I have to get you something, but our relationship isn't one where I know dick all about you. So I don't really even know what you would like or what you would want. So I'm going to do the very least thing and give you cash that's limited, that you can't even spend anywhere. I'm just going to go along and guess that this is where you would most like to spend cash if somebody gave you cash. And again, just get over the pretense of that. And if you're going to have to go give the gift card route, just give cash. It's the best gift card in the world. You can spend it anywhere. Anybody will take it. It doesn't matter if it's a store. Hell, you can spend cash on hookers and blow. It is good anywhere you go. Hey, that rhymed. But that leads me also to the other part of the holidays that is really annoying to me, and that is when you see family that you don't see the other 364 days out of the year. Or maybe you see them once, maybe you see them twice, whatever it is. But it's the whole concept that, oh, you have to get together on the holidays because you're family. And I get, people, when you live across the country, you live in different countries, it is a pain in the ass to get together all the time. But most of those people still keep in touch over Things like email, phone calls, texts, and that. But when you have family members that literally live, you know, 10-minute drive down the road, and you only see them once a year because, you know, family is important, I call bullshit on that. Just like I call bullshit on having to do gift giving when person A is going to give person B a $50 gift card to this, and person B is going to give person A a $50 gift card to something else. You know what works out a whole lot better in that case? just stop doing gifts christmas does not have to be about gifts i hate to break this down to people who maybe own small businesses and sell things and want to sell you all the goods but you don't have to have presents to have a good time on christmas it can be just like thanksgiving you can have a good meal you can all get together everybody can have some token gifts and do something fun like that but don't do 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 not do what my family did last year Which was everybody got together and played some game where everybody bought one present and then read a Christmas poem or story, whatever it was. And every time a certain word was mentioned, you pass the packages to the left. And every time another word was mentioned, you pass the packages to the right. The problem with this system is there is a set number going into the story. So there's nothing random about this. The destiny of the package was destined the minute everybody sat down in a circle and the nephew of mine that was reading the story and never realized that the amount of movement that was going to happen just happened to be equal to the exact number of people that were sitting in the circle. So basically you had like a five-minute story reading, which was fine. The story was interesting. I'd love to hear the story. That's fine. But get rid of the moving the packages around because what happened was after this five minutes, everybody had the same package they started with. Yay, Merry Christmas. And then, of course, when it comes down to something like that, where you're like, everybody just bring one gift and we'll play this game. Well, we had people that were there that were from about 18 years old up to about 80 years old. So buying a gift that is going to be appropriate for everybody from 18 to 80 starts really limiting your choices and i can see where everybody might want to pick gift cards or maybe some tubs of popcorn although not everybody can eat popcorn and not everybody wants gift cards so i would highly recommend against doing that now i did like the few holiday parties that i've been to that played a game which is more what they call in different areas different things i believe but around here They're called the white elephant games, which are everybody brings one present. You put them all in a big pile. They're not marked and you play a little game. And the first person that gets to go up and pick a present, they get to go up. They pick whatever present they want. They open that present. They show it to everybody. And then the next person gets to go up and either take a present like the first one did or they get to go. Hey. The present that first guy got, or girl, sorry, don't mean to misgender. We hate doing that here in the Random Thoughts Podcast. They get to go, well, no, what you got was pretty good, so I'm going to take that. And this can go on for quite a while if somebody brought something good. I mean, a good bottle of whiskey, something like that. They'd be keep passing it around, passing it around. That game could last a while. It's interesting. There's a little bit of strategy that goes, and people have a good time because there's a lot of laughter. For that one present that somebody really, really, really wants. I mean, if you really want to have some fun with that too, everybody throw in and get one big present that's out there as the grand prize. And you'll just see, you thought grandma was nice, but she sniped you for that bottle of Jack Daniels, baby. It's fun. It's what the holiday should be about, which was another reason to have some fun games to play for your holiday gatherings. And I highly recommend a game, and this isn't an ad, they're not paying me to say this. But this is a game that we've played over a few holidays, including when my wife's grandmother was still around and she had a good time with this. It's a game called Cash and Guns. The best party game ever, I think, because it does pit everybody against each other. And I know some snowflakes may be really upset about this game because it includes some foam guns. I mean, (laughs) scary foam guns. And the point of the game is to point those guns at somebody. Every round, you point your gun at one of the other people in the circle, and they either decide whether you're serious, because you only get so many bullets, so there's faking going on, there's bluffing going on, it's like poker. So you could be bluffing that, maybe there's a bullet in your gun, maybe there's not. They decide either to lay down and not let you shoot them, and then they don't get to take part in the hall of goodies, the cash that you're, you're all crooks in this game which is also another reason why it's fun to play around the Christmas time. But you get to decide, okay, I won't be in on this round of loot because I think this guy's got a bullet and he's going to shoot me. Or you stay in and you call their bluff and you see if they really had a bang card. And yeah, that's not sexual at all. A bang, as in bang, 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 gun. Chicago, bang, bang. Al Capone, bang, bang. If you have a bang card, then the other person gets an injury. You get three of those. You're out of the game entirely. But it is another one of those games that it's very easy to play. We used to play things like Trivial Pursuit and that. And then ever, somebody was always, you know, like, oh, shit, I suck at this. I don't know trivia. The game, cash and guns. Anybody can play. There's no skill involved except for your bluffing skill. And it's a whole lot of fun. You know, again, unless somebody's going to be really triggered by the fact that grandma was holding, not only was grandma holding a gun on you. But there was a bang card and grandma shot you. But those are the kind of memories I have that I thought were just awesome, that were fun, that you walk away from that Christmas. I can tell you, I don't remember what I got for presents the first year we played that. And I can tell you that the games that we played were a hell of a lot more fun, were a hell of a lot more interesting, and brought you closer as a family, interacting with each other. That was before the time everybody was on their phones nonstop, and uh that's another fun part of the holiday. Maybe everybody, when you get to the uh house of where you're having your party, maybe all those phones go in a box, and nobody looks at them for the entirety of the event, and that would help a little bit too, as far as if you really want to be family, if you really want to know the other people, so you don't have to buy them damn gift cards, pay attention, talk, learn, have some fun, play some games, and not really worry about. What present you're getting or what present you have to give and all that kind of jazz this year i got lucky when it came to everybody asking what i wanted it was pretty simple i got back into vinyl i bought a new turntable over the past year so it was very easy to make a nice long list of record albums that i would like to have some i've had before some are repressing some are brand new to vinyl. And some of them are damn expensive. That's the one thing. I remember seeing a meme way back before memes were a thing with a guy looking at his whole stereo system. It was this big monstrosity with a turntable on it and these huge speakers. And he was talking to his buddy and he's like, well, the reason I really like vinyl albums are because how expensive and how inconvenient they are. And there's something to be said about that. It makes it an interesting hobby because not everybody can have every album, unlike the digital world that we're living in now, where anybody can stream anything. Having a lot of these albums in limited quantities, which is why they have these record store days now twice a year, and a lot of these manufacturers that put out albums, put out things of, you know, two or three thousands, the maximum amount they're going to make of the title. And it makes these things a little more collectible. Then when your friends come over, you could be the envy when you're like, hey, look, I got the new Doors Isle of White' from Record Store Day. And you didn't. But I digress. Tell me, what's on your list this year? You can reach out to us via email at randomthoughtspodcast, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, thoughtspodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at randompodcast, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, podcast, or my personal Twitter at Darren O'Neill, D-A-R-R-E-N. O N E I L L let me know how does your family do these things is there is there an event is there a game is there something you do at your family gatherings that makes them more fun that gets everybody involved that is something you're talking about for years to come over you know oh i got a gift card from the pottery barn i want to hear about it i also want to hear about if things go horribly wrong and how that happened was it politics was it religion Or did Uncle Charlie bring a transvestite hooker home for Christmas? I guess that probably only happens if you're related to Charlie Sheen, but I digress. Winning. And just let me reiterate one last time, it's not the amount of the gift that counts, it's the meaning behind it. Right behind me on the office cabinet here in the studio are a few things. One is a guitar pick from my buddy Tom, who passed away two years ago this week. Along with a vintage button that he had given me from the 1959 World Series, the White Sox and Dodgers, and also a John Danks baseball card that he had given me, which was a joke going down the line because Johnny Danks, who had a few good years with the White Sox, was often the subject of our ire for not doing the job we thought he should be doing. And as a joke, He gave me one of these cards and here it is sitting out on display, not for what it is, but because of who it came from. It's that old adage. It's the thought that counts. It is absolutely true. And once again, I want to thank you for listening to the Random Thoughts podcast and checking out the other things that I do, including the Grumpy Old Ben's podcast with Ryan Bemrose and the No Agenda Show pre-shows that I've been doing on Thursdays and Sundays. It is awesome to get the support that I've gotten from all of you. It is much appreciated, and it is an honor that you give our little shows the time and the attention that you have. So thank you for that. And please, if you're not subscribed yet, go over to randomthoughts.com, R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com, and click one of those subscribe buttons. You can do it easily, Apple, Android, Stitcher, even via email, so if you want to be OTG, You'll never miss an episode of the Random Thoughts podcast. And if you feel like you've got something from this podcast, a little bit of value, and you want to throw a little value back our way, there's plenty of ways to do it. One of those is financially, and you can do that also at randomthoughts.com. And I'm thinking about my buddy Tom, so I'm going to end this show a little bit differently. I mean, if you haven't been around from episode one, the theme song that we use, that little bumper that comes in at the start, at the end of these Random Thoughts podcasts, was a song that he wrote and recorded everything but the drums right here in my basement and what i'm going to end with here rather than that little bumper is a song that he wrote in its entirety because it's getting to be that time of year and because i'm thinking about my buddy this is a song by tom Wendland called snowfall until next time i am darren o'neill thanks for listening mm.